sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and this is Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm so delighted today to have the privilege to be right here at this time on this station, and thankful to the Lord that you found us, you've joined with us today, and uh, we're looking this week at a single word in the first epistle of John. Actually, it appears 32 times in one form or another in this epistle, and any time a word like that shows up that many times, it tells me that it's telling us something very, very important. The word is that K-N-O-W word, the word know. What you know, what you don't know, what you need to know, and really understanding that knowledge is power. But knowledge given to us needs to be true knowledge. And that's the reason why this word truth, as we look at it today, is tied to the word know. So we need to know the truth. And I want to tell you today, we do need to know the truth about a number of things. So we'll get to that momentarily, but uh, first let me remind you that coming the summertime, July 18 through 21, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is going to be over in Walkertown, the suburbs there, at Gospel Light Baptist Church, big auditorium, great facilities for us to work with, and folks are coming from all across North America and from around the world to be a part of that conference, just as we do year after year. And I want you to know, you are welcome. We want you to plan to come July 18 through 21. Now, let's look today at 1 John chapter 2 and verse 21, where the text says, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So now we know the truth. That's what the passage is saying. It's not because you don't have the information, but it's because you have the information that I'm writing to you with the details, all of these things that are related to the truth. And it is indeed true that knowledge is power, but it must be true knowledge because truth is such a precious commodity that you and I simply need to have truth at every turn in the road. I think about leaving the office or leaving home and getting out onto the street and going to an interstate somewhere. Listen, you hope somebody has put up the right signs. You hope they have not juggled the signs around and made uh, the entrance to the north ramp go south, etc. You want the signs to properly represent the true situation. And so it is when we consider things that relate to heaven, that relate to hell, that relate to salvation, whether or not you are saved, and other things about the Christian life. We do not need to have some superficial kind of presentation made to us about those matters. We need to know what the truth is. And the Bible here in this passage lays out very carefully and very clearly the fact that the truth is very, very important. In fact, the very next chapter, chapter 3, verse 18 and 19, reads like this. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before us. So again, in every situation, in every circumstance along the way throughout your life, you and I need to major on truth. 
But I have to acknowledge to you that truth often goes missing. In fact, so much so that the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 8, it gives us an illustration here where it says, Now as Jans and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So we have this illustration of someone, two persons, who uh, really resisted the truth. Now, I don't know what you're doing in your life, but I certainly hope that when you are confronted with truth, that you agree with the truth, that you not resist it, that you not deny it, that you not turn away from it, because truth is of the kind of value to you that if you'll hang on to it, it will do you well. Now, also, I notice another passage in this one in 1 Timothy chapter number 6 and verse 5 that talks about perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, and then the instruction is from such, withdraw thyself. So sometimes men have such perverse thinking. That is, their thinking is so messed up that they begin to dispute, and they do that out of a corrupt mind and become totally destitute of the truth. That's just simply saying that the truth is missing. And as I see the headlines, I read the news stories every day, and I keep up with what's going on across our land and around the world. And I'm telling you, there are many, many people today, and a lot of them making headlines, who are exactly like this. They are destitute of the truth. Truth is nowhere in the neighborhood where they live and work because they have committed themselves to a set of principles that just simply does not mesh. It does not come up with any kind of proper computation. It just doesn't compute. And so I want you to understand truth does go missing at times because people are just resistant to it and thus become destitute of it. Now, truth has a divine origin. And you and I need to understand, number one, there is a God in heaven, and he has given us a lot to work with. And whenever you and I look at some of the passages that the Bible gives in this regard, we have to understand that the Lord is the source of truth. Uh, Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. One of the things that a lot of folks here in our contemporary society do not seem to understand is they'll say things like, well, uh, this is my truth, or this is what's true now in our generation. Now, let me just simply tell you, folks, whenever we come to this point in time in history, God has not changed his mind about the great eternal issues. And what was true 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 2,000 years ago is still true today. Uh, Psalm 119 verse 160 says, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. So we have to understand God's eternal himself, and so is his word, so is the truth that he gives to us. It is eternal in its origin and in its continuation. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4 says, He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. 
So I like that phrase there, a God of truth. You look in the Old Testament, you'll discover that God is the one who gives us truth. You get to the New Testament, and we see it all over again. John 1, 14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So where do we look? We look to the Lord Jesus. John 1.17 says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. John 14.6, Jesus said to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So listen, folks, truth has a divine origin. We look to the Lord to find things and to know the things that are indeed true. But truth has to be sought it has to be sought and secured. In other words, you and I have to go out after it. We have to look for it and find where the truth is. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, 23, that we are to buy the truth and sell it not. Unfortunately, a lot of people are selling out when it comes to matters of truth. They get into it, maybe look at it, uh, and then they say, well, that's not for me. And they sell out. They have possession of it, but they sell it out. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So you and I need to ingest the truth. We need to get it in. Get it inside of us. Get it in our heart and just determine that by God's grace, we are going to lay hold on the truth and not turn loose of it at all. Now, remember the Bible says, Jesus said, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John chapter 8, verses 32 and 36 talk about this matter of truth. And if you have the truth, you shall be free indeed, Jesus said. And so truth is very profitable. It's beneficial to us. If you're operating on a false premise, you are looking and saying, well, look, I'm not sure about where I'm headed here, so I'm going to maybe take some of it and not take some of the rest. You're going to find yourself in great, great difficulty if you do that, dear friend. It simply is not the way that we need to go. And the fact of the matter is that truth is so important that you need to lock into it and just determine to let it be what guides you, what directs you, the foundation of your life. Everything needs to hinge upon the truth. And that's why the passage that we're looking at here today in 1 John chapter 2 talks about us just knowing uh, that we are of the truth, not because we don't have the truth, but we do have it, and to know that we can count on what we have given to us from the Lord. So, we need to make some applications along the way. And uh, one of those applications that I am especially thankful for and very appreciative that it's in the Bible is in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8, where it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, talking about truth, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So that passage, I mean, more than just the word truth there. You talk about honest things, we're talking about the truth. You talk about just things, we're talking about what's true. We're talking about lovely things, that's things that are true. And he says, we are to think on these things. And dear friend, your hands, your feet, the rest of you, is not going to do anything that your mind hasn't contemplated. And that's why this passage says, think, 
think on these things. Get your mind focused on that which is good, that which is true. Don't get off center on any of this, but instead, as you think about the truth and you know the truth, you know that God has given you the truth, then determine that you're going to focus on that and let that be how you function in your life. Uh, Let me show you also Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 that says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. That phrase, speaking the truth in love. Now, when you and I get hold of the truth, let's not become obnoxious with it. We, we must not become uh, harsh in the way that we go about things. We need to be firm. We need to be direct. We can even be bold. But we need to do what we do as we deal with other people in the kind of a way that will, in fact, represent the Lord well. And they need to understand God loves them, and they ought to know that we love them too. And we're not being mean whenever we talk about the truth, or at least we should not be. We instead need to speak the truth and do it in a loving way. Whenever we need to correct, whenever we need to coach, all of those kinds of things, we need to learn how to do it in love. Now, all of us probably have trouble with that at one time or another, but at the same time, we need to practice learning how to do what the Lord has instructed us to do. There's another verse here in Ephesians that I think helps us along this line. Chapter 6 and verse 14 says, Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. So you and I need to wrap ourselves in truth. Let everything that is a part of our life be really what reflects the truth. I've just made the point here today, and I want to make it again and again. Whenever we open the Bible, we have the truth. Whenever we look to the Lord, we have the truth. And you and I may possess it. The verse we've looked at here in 1 John says, I'm not writing this to you because you don't have the truth. I'm telling you because you do have the truth. And the Lord wants us to know how to use that, how to exercise it, and how to make it real in our life. The truth is so valuable. And I repeat again, Proverbs 23, 23 says, By the truth and sell it not. I hope that'll be you, and I hope that'll be me. All right? Well, listen, folks, thank you for being along today. Do join us again tomorrow, and I'd love to hear from you. I really appreciate every note. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And do check us out at our website at swordofthelord.com. Lots of things there of interest to you, I think, and uh, I trust that you'll do that soon. In the meantime, look, we'll be back here tomorrow. I trust you'll join me then. God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.